0: I'm Jeff MacArthur. How much time do you think you spend on your smartphone? No, seriously, how much time do you actually really believe you spend? I don't know about you, but I get that time screen update. It's usually on the weekends. It'll flash on my iPhone and I look at it in just utter amazement. I mean, how many literal hours I'm spending on this device, on this thing, on a day-in, day-out, weekly basis. So I guess the answer to the question, how much time do you spend on your smartphone, is more than you think. And joining us now with the details on a really interesting new study out of McGill University in Montreal, here is tech expert Carmi Levy, who joins us now. Carmi, good afternoon.
1: Great to be here, Jeff.
0: All right, let's talk about this, this survey. McGill looked at some thirty-four thousand people in twenty-four different countries and analyzed uh, just how much time we're all spending on our devices.
1: Yeah, they uh, they used a, a, a metric, and basically, it's a and they looked at eighty-one other studies that have done exactly the same thing, um, and it's the, it's the they call it the smartphone addiction metric, and basically, it's from zero. To 60, 60 being you're really addicted, and zero being you're obviously not. Um, and they measured by country. Uh, You know, where where your addiction falls on that on that spectrum, on that continuum. It was mostly focused at relatively young people. So teenagers, early 20s, because obviously kids are now getting their phones. Average age of first smartphone now is 10 years old. And they really want to understand, you know, are you know, are they addicted? Is that usage crossing into the line of problematic Uh, and by country? uh, There were some pretty big surprises, China. Right up at the top, Saudi Arabia, Malaysia, Canada, not far behind. We were number seven. Uh, We are more addicted than the U.S. We're more addicted than the U.K., Um, certainly more than Switzerland, France, and Germany, who are at the bottom. We're almost twice as addicted as they are. It's not definitive, but the fact that it, it kind of looked at all these other studies that have been done over the years and then tried to build on them shows this is troubling, and further study and further discussion are needed.
0: Okay, were you surprised that Canada ranked as high as we did, again, at number seven, as you mentioned, ahead of the U.S. in the U.K.? Was that surprising?
1: It, it is. Um, you know, I certainly, although I look at my numbers and they kind of frighten me, because, you know, if you have an iPhone or if you have an Android device... Uh, if you go into the settings, you can turn it on so that it will measure your screen time. It'll show you how it evolves week over week. Is it up? Is it down? How many hours a week? Uh, when mine went into the double digits per day, that's when I started getting really scared. Uh, and so I kind of thought, well, if anything, we're going to be fairly close to where the U.S. is because we usually come in and around the same places they do. We're on the same continent. We're, we're. I mean, obviously, we're different than they are, but culturally, we're in the same sort of zone. Um, Yet the fact that we are so much more addicted than they are in the US, I think was really surprising. Maybe there's anxiety here, especially among younger users that, you know, we're certainly not, you know, we're we're not studying, we're not discussing, and maybe we should.
0: Okay, does an exorbitant amount of time with your smartphone, does it automatically equal a problem or addiction, do we think, uh, Carmi? Because I'm also thinking back to, you know, my use of the phone, and I'm on this constantly, like so many others, for work, staying up to date on the latest breaking news. I'm also more than ever streaming uh, content and material either right on my device or casting it to my uh, TV. I would imagine that also adds hours to my usage. It certainly
1: does. And I think, you know, I think back to previous generations when hours of, of, of sitting in front of a television were considered a, an important metric of measuring children's health. And you know, the truth of the matter is, you're right. Just the, the sheer number itself isn't good or bad or anything in between, but it certainly does open up a conversation of all of those hours that you are spending on your phone. What are they? You know, what are you doing? Are you doom scrolling Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok and basically going down the rabbit hole and not being productive? Uh, and and and, and having that negatively affect your mental health or are you using it as a second or a third screen for work are you using it for school is there a constructive reason why you spend so much time on it i use i work out of a home office and my phone is that sort of second or third screen it sits there next to my computers and i kind of use it all the time so i, I you know if in this case, I I see it as a relative positive. It allows me to make a living. I'm not doom strolling and I'm not watching things I shouldn't be, but at least it's prompting. When I see that number, it pings me. Ah, I should, I should make sure that when I do use it, I'm using it to the best of my ability that I'm not wasting my time. I think that's where it needs to go. Don't just look at the number, look at what's contributing to the number and look at the type of usage that you're engaging in.
0: Yeah, just kind of have that honest conversation with yourself, because I think we've all been surprised. You just mentioned it, so did I off the top, when you look at the time spent, your average screen time. I think it really is eye-opening. It's eye-popping for a lot of people. But then when you look at it and how you're actually using your device or your smartphone... It takes me back to a quote I read at the beginning of this year that I keep returning to time and time again, Carmi, which is every time you choose entertainment over education, in the long run, you will likely regret it. So, I mean, if you're entertaining, and I mean, there is some value in that, uh, obviously, we all need distraction, particularly these days. But uh, if you're also using your device to educate you, perhaps, I don't know, you're even doing a... uh, fitness uh, class uh, online you're watching uh, on YouTube, but there's so many uh, productive ways we can also be using and spending that time on our devices.
1: We absolutely can, and what I find helpful to kind of achieve that is that uh, I keep, a, and this will sound laughable, but I keep a clipboard next to my desk and actually write down what I'm going to be doing over the next hour. How am I going to be using my devices? What are my goals for the next you know, period of time? And obviously, I can't always hit those marks, but it makes me conscious of what I'm up to, of how, how I'm using the technology for good, not just to kind of waste time and, you know, burn, you know, burn, burn time until the day is over. And so I think if we're conscious of how we're doing it and whatever works for you, by all means, go for it, but don't just kind of blink. uh, And then, you know, eight hours later, turn around and ask yourself, where did that time go? If we're more conscious of how we're leveraging the technology, I think we'll lean toward the education side of things, not the entertainment side, and we'll get more out of it. I think that's one of the, and that's been one of my sort of key strategies for getting through the pandemic Making sure that I'm mindful of what I'm up to when I'm using technology at any given moment.
0: And just finally got roughly 45 seconds here, but this is a good reminder since the study did focus on young people, young adults, and just how addicted they might be to their smartphones. Is a good reminder for parents maybe to check in on their kids and how they're using their devices and make sure that they're using it for net positive.
1: Yeah, the last thing if you're a parent that you ever want to do is just hand a device over to your child and then just let them use it completely blind. So you've got to have visibility, not standing over their shoulders and, and, you know, you know, you know, being overly or overbearing, but having that conversation with them, having that dialogue, making sure they know they can come to you with any questions or issues or concerns and that you're always talking about what they're using, how they're using it, what they're getting out of it, how they can get better at it. Even if you're not a tech sort of savvy person, uh, still, your kid is looking to you for that. So don't just turn off and assume that they know the tech. They don't. They're looking to you as a parent
0: for answers. Okay, Carmi, I'm going to let you go because I'm guessing you're on your device right now speaking to <laughs> us. So <laughs> appreciate it as always.
1: Thanks so much.
0: Yeah, okay. There's tech expert Carmi Levy, and we're back with uh, Dr. Iris Gorfinkel. She joins us each and every Wednesday. We'll run down the latest COVID headlines coming up with Dr. Gorfinkel next. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show.